You're listening to the CX Pod from T-Tech and the Customer Strategist Journal. Hi, welcome to the CX Pod. I'm Judith Aquino, and today we'll be talking about what does it mean to compete on customer experiences if you're a direct-to-consumer business. Joining me to explore that topic is Kate Nolan, VP of Customer Experience at Hyleep, a fitness apparel brand. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you for having me. And just to make a quick correction, I'm actually the VP of Hyleet Experience, but I do manage our brand experience team, which is our customer service team. Got it. I'll make sure I correct that. And so um, given that the customer experience is such a broad area, can you tell me what do you focus on and what's a typical day like for you? Um, well, so, you know, Hylete is a digitally native fitness lifestyle brand, and we started in back in 2012 with just one pair of shorts. And from the very beginning, the focus has always uh, been on the customers that have helped build the brand. And so we look to our community over the past seven years to really help dictate our future. And in doing that, we have um, created incredible customer experience on a lot of different levels. Um, we have a um, relatively big customer experience team. So all of our customer service um, reps, as we call them, brand experience specialists, they actually are all here in-house at Hyleet. So um, our entire team is in Solana Beach, California. And I think there's an advantage where we you know, have an opportunity with, um, it's all women currently that are actually on that team, but we have an advantage with that team where they can get you know, questions answered very quickly for customers, um, whether it's you know, product questions, return questions. We um, have agents on live chat during business hours. Monday through Sunday. So we're a seven um, days a week operating our customer service team so that as people shop online, they can always um, access someone, obviously, as long as it's during business hours. Um, but, you know, so a typical day for Hylete is, you know, we, depending on promotions that we've sent out, um, you know, our customer service team is answering hundreds of emails. They're um, getting on live chat every single day, um, answering, you know, questions quickly, whether it's sizing questions or somebody just, you know, it has to better understand how to do a return or an exchange. Um, and because we're unique in the how we've actually raised capital as a business, we look to our community to help us do that through crowdfunding. So we have an incredible amount of what we call investors in our community. And those, um, those investors have the opportunity to access our brand experience team at any time as well, because they have exclusive deals that they're given. They um, can also, um, they get a significant discount on the products and they tend to be actually are some of our very best and most loyal customers. Great. And so how does someone become an investor? So um, in the past, we've raised um, through uh, regulation. Well, we raised through um, crowdfunding, and that was passed by the JOBS Act when Obama was in administration. And it allowed you know the everyday person that's not an accredited investor to actually invest. And we've done that a couple different ways. One was through a platform called Start Engine. 
where they actually hosted the fundraising. Um, and then the rest we actually hosted on our own website um, through our investor portal, which currently is turned off. However, we are on the precipice right now of opening up um, our Reg CF round, which will be hosted through Start Engine. And we have an opportunity to raise up to a million and seventy thousand dollars. Um, so if people are interested, they can go to highly.com and click on the investment tab and they'll get more information there. It'll direct them to, to where they can invest and how they can invest. Great. And so is there any crossover between being an investor and an influencer? Yes, that's a great question. And we definitely look to our investors um, as essentially our, you know, our troops on the ground that are marketing the product because they have a vested interest in it. Um, although, you know, some I would say there's probably a handful of investors that are, you know, what we consider part of our actual train team. So um, those are people that are certified trainers that help us create content and also give us, you know, high resolution images that we can utilize on a lot of different platforms, social media and advertising online. Um, so there is certainly a crossover. And we find that, like I mentioned, you know, our investors tend to be our most loyal customers. Um, and so, you know, they really are these, these influencers that are out there that are marketing the product and wearing it every single day because they have an upside too um, in, in their investment. Mm-hmm. Right. And so given that there's so much that's been written about how direct-to-consumer businesses compete on the customer experience, um, can you tell me like what else is Highly doing to um, stay focused on the customer and keep the customer at the center of its decisions? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so um, I would say there's a couple different um, ways that we do that. One is that um, we have a hundred percent performance guarantee. So we want the community to put our products to the test um, with their toughest workouts. And so with that being said, if they have any issues with the product, we we back that. So we replace products if there's a problem with, you know, the manufacturing or, you know, we're absolutely, um, you know, able to do quick returns and quick um, exchanges if it's a sizing issue. We also include uh, free return shipping. Um, And then in addition to that, you know, we have a lot of customers because they're so incredibly dedicated and loyal to the brand and because they feel like they're a part of this bigger community because they are, we call, you know, our internal team, we call ourselves Hylicians and really that's, that's our external community as well. Um, And so the feedback that they give us about product goes directly um, to our actual product team. So if the next iteration of a product will always have the comments that the customers have given taken into consideration as we're making any changes um, to that actual pattern or design, as well as um, we actually have what we call highly project. And so highly project is an opportunity for customers to back a product before we actually uh, manufacture it. So for example, we tried to launch a duffel or excuse me, we tried to watch a women's t- launch a women's tote um, we have a, an extensive line of um, backpacks and a duffel that are really successful for us. And they're highly technical. They're incredible travel bags. Um, they can accommodate, you know, everything from your wet, sweaty clothes to your um, laptop to your food to stay warm or cold, whichever you prefer. Um, but we were looking to do a women's tote because we had heard on a lot of our surveys that women were looking for a bag that was specific for them. And so we created a design and we put it up on the website and 
we were looking for customers to back it. And how they back it is they actually purchase it and they get it at a discounted price and how it will um, be displayed once it goes to market. And if we have enough people back it, then we actually manufacture it because we know that we'll have success and we'll know that it's actually a product that we've um, designed that the community wants to see. Unfortunately, that tote, we didn't design it the way that the community wanted. So we pulled the plug because it wasn't backed. But we have had a tremendous amount of success um, with certain products in our line. Those would be like the Modus Khaki. So we have a pant that we um, came out with called the Modus Pant for Men. And we just came out with one colorway initially. And customers were demanding that we introduce this in a khaki color. And so we were able to, to do to do that. And so that's really where our tagline of community built, backed, and driven was derived from, is because the community is actually driving the actual the customer experience too. That's really interesting. It sounds like you have a almost a um Kickstarter, um, a mini Kickstarter model in your Absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, and in addition to all that, you know, we have um, we have some charity programs that we are have partnered with. We, excuse me, we have a charity program where we partner with different charities, and that has been really successful in terms of not only um, driving revenue, building awareness for the communities, the charities specifically, um, but it's really been a way for us, you know, for this conscious capitalism movement that I. I feel is out there where our community wants to be able to give back. So a great way that we do that is we will have t-shirts that have um, the design or the logo of the charity and 50% of the t-shirt sales will go directly back to that actual charity. Um, That's one way we do it. Another way is we have the Graced by Grit Foundation which 1% of all the women's products sold at High Leap go back to the Grace by Grit Foundation, which uh, recognizes young women heading to college for athletics and academics, providing a scholarship fund for them. I'm curious, um, what's your strategy for tying um, ROI to all of these different customer experience initiatives? So if the strategy for, um, for the return on their investment is, I mean, essentially... Well, there's a couple different paths. So when you're talking about investors, right? I mean, the how it had functioned in the past and how it will function with this next round of crowdfunding is that it's a minimum investment of $500 and they receive a 50% off of the retail pricing at highleap.com as well as some special offers. So they very quickly um, will see a very fast return on that investment because they're, you know, what they would typically be purchasing over the course of a year, you know, they're, they're essentially getting it 50% off. So they, they usually get that return on the investment within about three to five months, I would say. Um, and then we have different other different programs um, that we found a lot of success in, in terms of um, our train team, which is we have over 25,000 certified trainers that are part of the train team. And those include, uh, trainers that are part of NASM, um, AFAA, Lifetime Academy. Um, and these are people that really contribute to the content that we put online. So, I mean, they're, some of them are receiving some um, product for their help in providing content, but most of our community is actually getting it at a discount. And so they're just interested in, you know, we, we help them and they help us. So there's an, a really strong ROI for that. And it's why that, that team actually is continuing to grow. I mean, over 25,000 certified trainers is pretty significant to have in a community where we're obviously making athletic apparel. Right. And are you so um, 
measuring those conventional metrics like um, customer effort score or even average handling time for at the contact center? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are metrics that we look at, you know, gosh, almost on an hourly basis um, because it's so important to us. You know, we look at ourselves as an emotive lifestyle brand where, you know, and I'll compare this to like, let's say a Patagonia, right. Or a Hurley where people are proud to wear the shirts that say, what that brand is because it represents who they are. And that's very much uh, consistent with how Hylitians, our community, um, loves to feel too. And so we are this emotive lifestyle brand where people want to wear that product versus this, you know, these preferential brands, which would be like the Amazons of the world that really set, um, they set, you know, the the measurements of like speed to delivery, right? So we're always going to be competing against them, although we may not be as fast to delivery. They're setting that, you know, that barometer of what what we should be, what customers are expecting. And, you know, with Amazon, you're not going to necessarily walk around wearing a shirt that says Amazon, but you're going to go to them because you know that you can get your household products or whatever you need pretty darn fast, but you're willing to switch if there's somebody that comes in that's going to be faster speed to delivery. So we look to them to see, you know, how can we measure our success based on speed to delivery and customer experience? But we know that our customers come to us and are willing to sacrifice maybe speed to delivery slightly because we have this emotion connected to us and they're unwilling to switch brands so quickly as they would. Right. And so speaking of competing with other um, expectations of other brands, Amazon has been opening its own um, brick and mortar store. So I was wondering if that's something that your company, um, your brand would be doing too. Um, It's definitely um, part of our long-term strategy and our growth strategy. We, um, we do have a small office. Well, it's not really small. We have 27 employees here in Solana beach. It's sort of tucked back and it's unassuming to from the road, but um, because we're digitally native, we all function in one office, but we do have our um, address listed. And so we oftentimes have people that are interested in coming to um, our actual office, thinking they're coming to a store. So there's a lot of demand for it that people want to come and see. And part of that strategy going forward is creating experiential retail. So it would be more of an experience. It's not just going to be clothes that are hung up and that's all you come in and see. It's more tying in a lot of these programs that we talked about. So tying in the train team. We also have a highly daily circuit workout that's an app right now that people can download for free where they can do a 20-minute high-intensity interval training workout. So that would be part of those spaces. And that's really looking ahead at you know, back half of uh, 2020 and 21. Mm-hmm, right. It's really interesting how retailers are trying all sorts of different ways of tying digital and uh, physical experiences together. Absolutely. You know, it's it, it's something that has intrigued me and my background has been in that space. I've um, previously owned a women's athletic apparel brand that highly acquired in 2018. And I came on board um, with their team and was able to magnify the experience I had before. And so part of that was these pop-ups and experiential spaces and, you know, we see a lot of customers obviously demanding that. And we try to try to mimic a lot of that online in terms of, you know, they have the accessibility to, to talk to anybody at any point on our brand experience team. 
They can get on live chat and they can have a conversation to understand a product better. We have, you know, a perfect short page that you can go on there and you can actually figure out which short is going to be best for you for the men's shorts. And we also have a quiz that will allow you to help help you understand which actual short is the perfect one for you. So we're trying to create these experiences that you would maybe have in person. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, when you talk about, you know, online, it's it's so much faster and easier for us to deliver it that way at this point. Mm-hmm. And are you finding that customers will readily share? I mean, I know you have the, you already have a, um, a good structure for collecting customer feedback, but I'm wondering if as more and more companies start requesting feedback and people are inundated with <laughs> survey requests, is um, is there a need to find other ways of collecting insights, maybe by getting better at um, passively collecting analytics? Yeah, I mean, we are so data-driven here that we absolutely look at it from a lot of different angles. So, you know, although one way is surveys, and to your point, maybe some people are feeling, you know, survey exhausted in some capacity because a lot of brands are doing that to collect data. We have the opportunity, you know, and how we've always built the brand has really been on um, making sure we invest strongly in our technology and our backend system so that we could collect the data um, as we grew and really understand who our customer is, understand their behaviors, understand how often they purchase, understand what they purchase. And so that has really, you know, been obviously key in us, you know, driving it forward and having that ultimate customer experience for them, because it's almost as if, you know, before they even think that they want a new short, we deliver an email to them that is that short that they've been craving because we've watched their behaviors all along the way. Mm-hmm. Right. And with customer experience trends do you think show promise and i'm thinking of all the buzz that's around ai and the, um even blockchain or also ar like yeah i mean i think you know i absolutely think ai is something that's interesting to us and one way that we look at that too is you know we we do have that highly daily circuit app which um, is, like I mentioned, that 20-minute high-intensity interval training workout that anyone can download at this point. But the future of that app is really trying to link highly.com with that experience because we want to go to version 2.0. And how that looks is it will facilitate um, the train team, for example, to be able to disseminate workouts to their clients through that app, and they'll be earning points towards purchase every time they actually participate. So there's a real link there between the two of them. So it's the lifestyle that we know our community is living. How do we support that better outside of just creating the products that they love to wear? And so, yeah, I mean, AI is a huge part of that for us as we look forward. And it sounds like having employees or agents who are true brand advocates is key. Exactly. And that's really how we've actually grown the team here internally. It's been primarily people reaching out to us saying, you know, I love what you do. I've been wearing your products for years. Is there an opportunity for me to be part of this brand? And it's really because they're living that lifestyle um, that, you know, that and and they're living the lifestyle of the rest of the community. And so we've had very um, big success with our hires and with our retention because it's it's authentic and who that person is that's attracted to the brand really lives that lives our brand. Um, and so, you know, we have, we have certainly have 
um, tools that we use um, from an HR standpoint um, that, you know, I find really helpful in that hiring process. We use Predictive Index, which is an incredible tool for us to understand, you know, what motivates um, each individual, what are their strengths, and we can create profiles within that actual system for different jobs, for different domains, as we call them here. So we can create a profile for what that customer service agent will look like, and we make sure that anyone that is coming on board, no matter how passionate they are, that they actually fit with that profile, both from a retention standpoint for us, but also from for a happiness standpoint for them. They're not getting themselves into something that wouldn't be the right fit long term. Right. So a close attention to the human touch and being data driven seems to be the secret. It is. It's it's absolutely the secret. And and I would say, you know, when I talk to people and they say, oh, do you understand, you know, how many units you sold yesterday? It's like, I can actually look at a report right now and tell you how many units we've sold in the last minute. I mean, we are, we are so up to date with our metrics because we are so data driven and it's, it's really been the key to our success as, as well as obviously the product. I mean, the product is sort of the easy part. Once people get their hands on the product and they wear it, they're hooked. And, you know, outside of that, then it's for, you know, our job to, to keep them engaged. And it's been really helpful with all the data that we've collected to do that. Right. Well, Kate, thank you so much for all the insights you shared with me. You are so welcome. I'm happy to, happy to talk to you. Thanks for having me. To learn more about bringing humanity to business, come see us at ttech.com or subscribe to our journal at customerstrategistjournal.com. Thanks. See you next time.